Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, President of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. If you're watching us online, you can see us streaming live on Facebook. We do that on Friday mornings and then the show, many of you here on Saturdays and later in the week through podcasts. But we have this show every week. The Texas Values Report is one of the longest running shows on faith, family, and freedom in Texas. As a matter of fact, just about a month ago, we surpassed 200 consecutive episodes. That's over four years of consistent and continual running of our program, which we're happy to do here with our friends at The Bridge. But you can find us in other venues that we package this weekly radio show throughout the state of Texas and throughout the world, for that matter, through the internet and social media. But you know, we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom as they relate to the state of Texas in the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. And let me tell you, the legislature is really a buzz these days. I mean, a lot of activity going on at the state legislature. The legislative session is in full swing. We're halfway through the 140 days, if you will, and, and probably um, on the second half, a little bit further in. And a lot going on. Things are just going to get more and more interesting and more activity as we head into April. And with only really two months, if you will, left of the legislative session. And that's why we're excited to have on the show today our guest, Senator Charles Perry. Senator Charles Perry is a native of Lubbock. His district is District 28, his Senate district. He has been a member of the Senate since 2014. Before that, he was a member of the Texas House. He is a certified public accountant. He's been married for over 30 years, has two wonderful children, and he is a proud graduate of Texas Tech University, the Red Raiders. Senator Perry, welcome back to the Texas Values Report. It's good to be here. Well, great, sir. And a a fun week for your basketball team. We'll let you get a shout out and then towards the end before we finish up. But a lot of activity this week at the state capitol. I know on the House side, they're working on the budget, budget amendments. They passed Senate Bill 500, the supplemental budget bill. But there's a lot of activity on the Senate side this week. A very important pro-life measure that was taken up in the House, but also is going to be decided on the Senate floor coming up. And then you had a bill that was had a committee hearing and was passed out of committee uh, earlier this week, Senate Bill 17. It's now being called the Texas Professional Protection Act. But this is a bill, a, a very targeted bill that is about clarifying, ensuring religious liberty. So, as I understand it, so that people that um, work in the state of Texas that are required to have a license or certificate or some type of form of authorization from the state to do certain work in certain fields, so that the government cannot punish them or try to withhold this license or their ability to work because of their personal religious beliefs. A very robust and informative hearing, and then the bill passed out of committee. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, Senate Bill 17, plain and simple, is a defense against uh, a claim or, or a, an attack by an administrative, typically unelected board that controls licensures in Texas. So uh, basically, if I'm a person of faith and I choose to exercise my faith in my business practices, as I believe we're called to do under the Great Commission, that that cannot be used uh, or right now. If I do that and I'm offended somebody in that uh, use of my faith, I could actually be threatened by loss of licensure by these administrative boards. What Senate Bill 17 will do is give a defense that I, in my deeply held religious beliefs and only held religious beliefs, uh, should have that defense. And, and the irony here is, is 
um, you know, the law currently effectively is state-sponsored sanctions against people of faith using their faith in their workplace. And uh, it's kind of like we'll punish you and take your license for using your faith in your workplace, but yet we won't give you the defense of using your religion in your workplace or your faith in your workplace practices against that taking of that license. It's just a, it's a strange dichotomy. It's the times we face. It's, it's the world we live in, but uh, we should not allow that fundamental right of religious liberties to be decided at an administrative unelected board. That's what the courts are for. Well, and you know, the language of the bill also includes issues related to a religious organization that someone might be a part of and and to make it sure that people cannot be uh, punished or they cannot be targeted for their freedom of speech regarding religious beliefs, but also membership in a religious organization. You know, it's interesting, the Trump administration has nominated a lot of people to some federal benches, and I know there was some commentary about a few judges because one of them was a member of a religious organization that's a service organization called the Knights of Columbus, and it is a Catholic men's service organization, but it had nothing to do with how the judge did things in his own practice. It was about what he does on his own personal time. And we heard some... some um, testimony during the legislative hearing from some lawyers and some people that are that other people that are in different fields that have to hold licenses where there was there there was suggestion that um, they were being threatened and people were going to you know report them because they knew about their religious beliefs and in some ways suggest that they might lose their license or or it might uh, somehow come under scrutiny and I think you know that to your point we see a little bit more of this climate now that you know people are afraid or there's this fear about living out their faith publicly because someone might find out that they're a committed Christian and somehow want to make it hard for them to do business absolutely you know the persecution of Christians and faith-based people for years and years has occurred and um, I always hear anecdotally the reason these kind of bills are giving uh, consternation, if you will, to the other side of the debate. Those are people that don't represent true faith, and so they're not a reason not to protect those people of faith. Uh, you know, this is the modern day's lines, Pent, not to uh, provide, you know, discredit some of the persecution that's gone in the past at any level, but if if you believe that as a person of faith, especially Christian faith in today's times, that you're not persecuted, this is the modern day persecution. And the, and the consequences of having a legal profession that that literally is void of Christian or faith-based lawyers to where the only civil process we have as a country that keeps us a civil country is our court system would have those lawyers' licensures removed in practice of their Christian values or their faith is just unconscionable at what that would look like 10 years down the road. Well, um, and we see some of these attacks— Coming up right now, we we put out um, an action alert on this, and you know the way that the occupations code defines license, it also includes someone that has to get a certificate, a permit, and it really says anytime someone needs some authorization, if you will, from the state of Texas to engage in certain businesses, that's considered a license. So we put on the list potential people that could be impacted by this: attorneys, counselors, teachers. You have to have a teacher certificate. Um, to be considered a a certified teacher in the state of Texas. That's a state process. Doctors, nurses, even cosmetologists, CPAs like yourself. And so it's very interesting when we reach this point to where all we're trying to do, all the bill is trying to do is to make it clear 
that if someone tries to target you or to suggest that they, your license should be withheld or called into question or whatever negative things that someone might push the government to do because people's religious beliefs that you simply have a defense. You stated that numerous times and it's made been made very clear. The bill is Senate Bill 17. So the bill's out of committee. It passed out of committee almost unanimously. You had all the Republicans in the committee and one Democrat. So you got bipartisan support. The bill is coming to the floor well, it's, it's eligible for floor vote next week. And so I would imagine you're going to see a little bit more attention on it. But we're hearing a lot of good responses and a great opportunity for now for people to contact their legislators and let them know this is a good time to show their support for Senate Bill 17. Yeah, I agree. And it will come up next week. I don't know whether it's going to be early week or midweek, but I anticipate the uh, debate on the Senate floor to happen. And you know, I, I look at this as an opportunity to uh, clarify and, if not, educate and hopefully uh, make uh, make known what a true person of faith and why their sincerely held religious beliefs are important to us as a country and, and, and kind of hopefully be able to articulate what I believe our faith tells us to do with respect to people that we may agree or disagree and why it's important to have that debate and why it's important to have the freedom to practice that. Uh, faith as you practice. You know, again, my faith tells me we're supposed to be uh, in the world, not of the world. Uh, We're supposed to espouse love and respect for each and every one, but we also recognize that in my faith specifically, and I think most of the majority of the country's faith, if you're honest and sincere, there are very clear distinctions as to what is and isn't, uh, you know, uh, to be tolerated when it comes to word, and, and to be able to show in love why we why we believe that things that people, certain people are involved in, engaged in, not to have a conversation as to whether that's a good path or not is a dangerous place we put ourselves in. Well, this bill makes it very clear in the Texas Occupations Code that there are limitations to what the government can do and that someone can raise as a defense if anyone attacks them because they're personally held religious beliefs or because of their association in some type of organization that's religious or any other type. Uh, of conscience that the government cannot punish them. This is a bill that puts a limitation on the government, not growing government and creating some new power. It's the complete opposite of that. It is truly a liberty bill. It is a bipartisan supported bill. Senate Bill 17 is very likely to get a vote on the Senate floor next week, and we're going to be supporting it at Texas Values. And the author of that bill is Senator Charles Perry. Senator Perry, thank you for being our guest on our show today. And and before... uh, before we leave, before we leave, you want to give a little shout out to your Texas Tech Red Raiders headed to the Elite Eight in basketball. Couldn't be more proud of them. They're a team of grit, a team of defense, and they uh, they play they play to win at every time. And that's you know we're all called to run their ways to, uh, to fight the good fight. And my Raiders are doing a good job. So I can't wait to see Gonzaga and them on Saturday. That'll be a good test and. Uh, I'm looking forward to trying to get to Minnesota. That's that's going to be a lot of fun, and, and as a, and as a Texas team, we'll be rooting for him. God bless you, Senator Perry. Thank we'll you. talk to you again Appreciate soon. It. Well, it's great to have Senator Perry on. Great game too, um, <clears throat> and uh, it, it was it seemed to be over fairly early, if you will, because of the strong defense of Texas Tech. But they are well on their way. My Longhorns, they're still alive. Okay, they are in the NIT. All right, the National Invitation Tournament. My son was asking me this week, Daddy, what's the NIT? So, so no, that's fine, though. 
I told him it's another tournament that some other basketball teams went to. But nonetheless, they're still playing. They're still alive. They're headed to New York. We'll see what happens. <clears throat> but um, a lot of those fun things going on. Baseball season has started. Goodness. Okay. Had our first Springer Dinger of the season. Game one, opening day. My Astros rocking and rolling. But as you heard us talk about with Center Perry, big week next week. So go to txvalues.org if you want to see the action alert. If you want to see this, more details about this important but very targeted and straightforward bill on religious freedom to clarify and ensure that people that are individual workers, that in order to do work in the state of Texas, they're required to have a license or certificate or whatever, that someone can't try to force the government or pressure the government to take that away from them simply because of the personal religious beliefs they held. And this does not necessarily mean that they have to do something in their business. We've seen situations where it doesn't have anything to do with how that person does business or their particular company. It's just about the personal beliefs that person has or discusses or is engaged in on Sunday or in some other time that someone will see them in a negative way because of their religious beliefs and then try to force the government to shut them out of some industry or type of work. Um, so we'll we'll see how this goes moving forward. I mean, look, I have to mention, I mentioned the Knights of Columbus. Uh, we talked about the the lawyers, the ABA putting forth, uh, the American Bar Association putting forth a rule that is not just about how someone does business as a lawyer, but any type of entities that they have an association with. We saw this in California when the marriage debate came up with Prop 8. There was an owner of a business. He didn't say anything publicly about his support for marriage between a man and a woman. He made a donation. Does that ring a bell? Sounds kind of like what Chick-fil-A did last week. Made a private donation to support a campaign for marriage between a man and a woman staying the law in the, st- in the state of California. And somehow the information got leaked about this private donation. And when some other members of the corporate structure of this business found out about it, Uh, Mozilla Firefox, he was booted out, had nothing to do with how he was doing business in that industry. It was something he did completely separate. So we see more and more of these kind of things coming up and concerns. Senate Bill 17 just makes it clear that you do have religious freedom and protection in these situations when it comes to threats to your license. This is your livelihood. I mean, look, if if you're in an industry uh, um, and you're in a field where it, you have to have a license, many of them, and not all of them, but many of them, it takes some time and years, might have a degree that's connected to it, to work up to the point to gain that license. So you've probably really positioned yourself a lot into that field. And if all of a sudden your license or your certificate is taken away, you're likely have to go do business in a whole different area that, you know, you got to start over or start from scratch. And so this is not something... Um, th- that is, you know, an issue that comes one day and leaves the other as far as this type of ability to do work. Some of these fields may, they may not have, you know, have quite as many requirements, but many of them do. So something to be mindful of. And, you know, look, I think this is something a lot of people can agree on it, but it, but it's, you know, it is limited to certain areas in fields, but this goes along the line with what the Texas Senate in the State Affairs Committee chairman said in a interim charge hearing report was that targeted bills on religious freedom in certain areas that are about clarifying, ensuring what the law is, and that's what the law is. 
we do have First Amendment protections, even as workers and leaders in business. The problem is folks that um, want to change the way we do things in society or they want more of their viewpoints to be supported by everybody, they have clouded things up and, and are leaving causing doubt of whether or not you do have religious freedom protection, or you should, or you should have a right to. Um, there was some testimony in the hearing on last week, and you know, one of the persons um, was talking about this issue in opposing Senate Bill 17. They you know, suggested that you have religious beliefs on some of these issues related to sexuality and marriage. You need to get another religion. <laughs> so they want the government to tell you to get another religion? I mean, the government to come in and to punish you um, and, I guess, force you to have another type of religious belief? These are people that were testifying, and my impression is, to what they think the government should be doing. And that only validates and confirms the necessity for a bill like this is because of such aggressive testimony like that, making it very clear you shouldn't have this religious freedom protection um, and, and this is why you have laws that are very specific, similar to what we did with the Texas Pastor Protection Act, similar what the legislature did with the Freedom Serve Children Act. Those are both bipartisan pieces of legislation in 2015 and 2017 that simply clarified and made it clear and ensured that you do have religious freedom as a pastor regarding issues related to decisions you make at your church on marriage. You do have religious freedom as a faith-based adoption and foster care agency to engage in that type of activity based on your religious beliefs. And that's no different here. The Texas Professional Protection Act just makes it clear that the government cannot punish you regarding your license or your uh, necessity to have a certificate or some type of field where you have to have some type of authorization from the state to do business that you can't be punished and have that license taken away because of your personal, sincerely held religious beliefs, your freedom of speech, or any any organizations that you may have membership in cannot be used to punish you because of that. So we'll see what happens. Senate Bill 17 is uh, eligible to be on the floor for a full vote, and there's already one Democrat, so you have to think a majority, if not all, the the Republicans are going to support it. It is a priority item by the lieutenant governor. And with one Democrat on board, that should really increase the chances of this bill moving forward. It is common sense. But no Texas professional should ever lose their license and really their livelihood, uh, for that matter, because of their faith. So go online to txvalues.org, sign our action alert. You can send an email to your elected official. Um, You can engage on social media. Use the hashtag SB17 and free to believe and also hashtag Uh, religious freedom if you want. Let's get some attention out there. Let's let elected officials know that, let them know you're with them on this issue, the Texas Professional Protection Act, Senate Bill 17, and a floor vote could be coming up very soon. So I encourage you to take action today, right now. Go to txvalues.org or txvaluesaction.org. You can see our action alert on this issue. So not only was SB 17 uh, some activity this past week, the Religious Freedom Bill by Senator Charles Perry, and eligible for a vote next week. The budget was very interesting, and a lot going on on that. And we had some amendments that we were supporting that did get added to the budget. One of the, a uh, few of them have to do with uh, having funding for alternatives to abortions for centers that promote 
uh, adoption and and help women that are going through pregnancies that maybe on a, um, maybe something where they're they you know they need a little bit support on these issues and they were considering abortion but now they're going to carry their child and so that was very encouraging and so a lot of things on the pro life side in the budget one thing that was disappointing was there was an amendment to the budget that was on last year's budget as I recall that made it clear that uh, prisoners that are in state prisons cannot use tax dollars to get elective surgeries like abortions, like sex change surgeries. These are things that are happening. They're making these type of requests. And so that amendment did not get added. Um, And so I don't think we're on the end of the road of that issue. There was a point of order, which is um, that there was some type of technicality on the way the amendment was written. It wasn't about the substance of it. Well, at least that's not what what, what was said. But certainly the people that call the point of order, they don't like the substance of it either. Um, I believe it was a Democrat that called a point of order on it. Um, so a parliamentary procedure on that issue. But let me back up too. gosh, it's been such a long week. A lot going on. Monday, the Born Alive Infant Protection Act was heard. House Bill 16, also Senate Bill 23, and where you had women who survived abortions that were testifying. The hearing was held up a little bit because um, it didn't start at, at the right time because Democrats were trying to come up with ways to stop the bill from being heard. Nonetheless, that that was not successful. Uh, these uh, abortion survivors, one of them who I think she'd probably call herself an abortion conqueror, okay, because she um, she's not just survived in life. She's conquered abortion by continuing to thrive and have a strong a pro-life message. I'm trying to pull up the um, our picture here on this great picture that we took with Gianna Jessen at the beginning of the hearing on Monday. So that bill's not moved forward, but I imagine it will move out of committee because it's already moved in the Senate and the Senate's going to hear it on the Senate floor, I think, this coming week, um, if not sooner, if not um, a few days after that. And I'm just trying to pull up this picture here, but just incredible personal testimony by Gianna Jessen, Claire Colwell, and, um, and, and another lady, I believe her name was Carrie. I'm trying to pull this picture up so we can show our uh, Facebook viewers. Great picture here of our team. Also of Gianna Jessen shaking the hand of Jeff Leach, who is the House Bill 16 author. If you're on social media and you're watching this, how you doing? Good morning. Uh, post a comment. And you know what? I'm going to see if our social media guy, communications guy, can post a link to um, the action alert if he hasn't already. I think it's already up on this feed for SB 17. But um, also kind of last week, but the Chick-fil-A issue blew up over the weekend where the city of San Antonio has banned Chick-fil-A from having a restaurant at the San Antonio airport because of their religious beliefs. Okay, so if anyone tries to tell you or you hear this testimony, oh, we don't need religious freedom. I mean, obviously we do. I mean, you got government officials at the local level. They seem to think the First Amendment doesn't matter anymore. Publicly saying that it has to do with the religious beliefs on certain issues, that Chick-fil-A was no longer allowed to uh, operate or have a restaurant in San Antonio Airport. Not so fast, all right? So our good friends at First Liberty, now we put a press statement out immediately. I was actually headed to another airport, going to Dallas Love, 
And uh, and I texted my team. I'm like, we got to do something. Okay. Uh, I don't know what y'all are going to say while I'm in the plane, but here, maybe use this quote. All right. And so our team sprung into action. We put out a press release. And immediately, right after that, Senator Cruz got on board. And so did Senator Donna Campbell. They put out statements. And now First Liberty has sent a letter to the United States Department of Transportation. And our Attorney General Ken Paxton has uh, done something to request an investigation as well. Because you got to remember, um, when you deal with airports, the federal government usually has some role one way or another. And they receive funding from the federal government. So San Antonio, you thought you tried to pull a fast one and you got all the control there, but you might just get trumped. Okay, no pun intended. But um, when the government operates a facility and engages in hostility, towards someone or even a corporation based on religious beliefs, that's religious discrimination. Okay? I mean, it's viewpoint discrimination. It, it's the it's discrimination of the worst kind by the U.S. Supreme Court. As a matter of fact, one of the court cases that I first studied, and it's a little bit different, but it does relate to an airport, was a community area in an airport, I think in LAX in Los Angeles, where people could use it and someone was using it for prayer time to have uh, prayer time there before people would fly. And I think that, as I recall, at the airport was trying to let other people use that space. But then once people wanted to use it for prayer, they tried to boot them out. It was one of the first first cases Jay Sekulow argued. And he writes in his book, he's a famous Christian lawyer, on these issues that it went all the way up to the U.S. Supreme Court and they were fighting them, they said, because they didn't think Christians would fight back. Well, they did and they won. And look, so when the government says that you can speak or you can have access to certain areas in the marketplace, they can't treat you differently because of your religious beliefs, okay? You hear the, the, the progressive lefts or whoever talk a lot about discrimination, that's also discrimination, okay? And so uh, really interesting to see what's going to happen next, okay? But Chick-fil-A getting all kinds of love, though, and pushback from people that support them and this has nothing to do with anything they did with any of their business or any of their employers. You know, and so just just to give people the proper context, it was because of a donation they made to the Salvation Army that people are saying, oh, that's a Christian group on the city council. They claim that the Salvation Army is anti-LGBT. I mean, and I don't know if that's a valid reason either. Nonetheless, it has to do with the Christian ethic and beliefs of Salvation Army and Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Look, we're out of time. Act now. Support Senate Bill 17. Go to txvalues.org and stand up with us for faith, family, and freedom in Texas.